Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Okay, so I uh, bet you everybody's been talking about the vaccine. Everybody's talking about the AstraZeneca vaccine. Yesterday, we heard of some, I don't know if it's concerns. I don't know how whether doctors call it concerns, but some information coming through around particularly the AstraZeneca uh, Zeneca vaccine that is already in the country and what may affect its rollout here. Dr. Veli Lengiti is Public Health Medicine Registrar at the University of KZN, joining us on the line. Dr. Ngiti, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Afternoon, Pimelo, and good afternoon to your, view, to your listeners. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so can we just begin with the distinction and the differences between this current vaccine that everybody's talking about, AstraZeneca, and perhaps the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? So the two vaccines are quite similar in the sense that uh, they are both um, given intramuscularly. They both need similar kind of storage um, uh, requirements as far as temperature levels are concerned. And they both use a similar type of technique where like fragments of the virus are delivered into the, the cells or the, 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 the muscle of, 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 our, of our bodies where then it will then trigger an immune response, which is what we then rely on. So those um, cells that are developed during that immune reaction then develop this memory in preparation for the real thing. So the two, the two vaccines are quite similar. Uh, so the only difference really now is the findings as to the level of effectiveness um, that AstraZeneca has um, in comparison to what we are anticipating Johnson & Johnson is going to offer us. Mm, and and that we can only find out much later. Okay, so the 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 the, the address from last night with uh, Professor Glenda Gray, um, who is one of the co-investigators in the trial in South Africa, um, is that what they found actually is very good news. But now we are waiting for SAPRA to evaluate um, the documents that they submitted uh, presenting their findings. And if anything of what they told us um, yesterday um, is true, then we're looking at something quite promising, uh, despite the rather disappointing news around AstraZeneca. You, oh gosh, you're a public health medicine registrar. Yes. What does that then mean for you when you then have to consider AstraZeneca as a professional? Okay, so- so, so what 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 we've been told about AstraZeneca is that it's not completely a, a loss mm-hmm. per se, because what we had targeted originally is that we were going to administer AstraZeneca among healthcare workers under the phase one of the rollout plan for the vaccination. But you see now uh, what they they're thinking is happening with AstraZeneca is that it's not as effective in um, preventing uh, mild to moderate uh, COVID nineteen disease, which is probably most of the individuals that you'd find in our in our population but there is promise that it might still be effective against severe forms of covid so if you think about it um our healthcare workers probably most of them are rather well and if they would have had an infection they would have had a mild form which means then astrazeneca is not so relevant anymore for that particular group um, of people but um, we can still possibly explore. We're hoping uh, with the discussions that we know are underway now um, amongst experts at national level that we might find that the AstraZeneca that we have 
might still be of use amongst individuals at high risk of severe disease. But if you also think about it, the, the biggest problem with COVID is that it's the severe illness and the individuals that end up in hospital because the mild forms haven't really presented a significant challenge, although we don't know the implications of, of the mild infection long term. But at the moment, we do know that those severe infections, the individuals that end up in ICU and end up losing their lives are the biggest challenge that we face with. So in actual fact, the vaccine that is still able to do this is still not a loss. It's, it's a win. I think the, the, only, the, only, the only loss here was that we had hoped that we'd be able to give it to our healthcare workers who are most at risk of being exposed, also who are high risk in transmitting the infection within healthcare facilities. And we, we are not, it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to do this. Hmm. Let's talk about practicalities. Um, for someone who has had severe COVID and what they are now terming long COVID, would this AstraZeneca be appropriate to, to, to administer to them? So, so there, there's obviously two ways in which we can um, gain immunity against a future infection. So one, you get um, immunity from a natural infection, which is possibly the kind of individuals that you're referring to. So they've, they've uh, gotten infected with COVID through human-to-human uh, -human interaction. So it was a natural infection. And then their bodies have mounted some sort of immune response that's given them, um, uh, you know, those, those antibodies that might then be um, helpful in their second and third exposures. But that kind of immunity, we do understand that one, it's, it's potentially much shorter lived and also that the strength of which might be quite limited. And then um, add to that also the issues that now original infections might have been of the original um, uh, strain of, of COVID. Mm -hmm. But now we've got new, uh, mutations um, in the virus and we've got the new variants, mm -hmm. which present a completely different um, uh, challenge for our immune systems, which would render um, old um, uh, infections not so helpful um, in preventing future infections. So that's why then it's still quite important for individuals, even if you've got that long COVID, because long COVID does not mean you still have active infection, viable virus in your body, but it's more the after effects. But then that does not protect you from subsequent infections, which makes it important for you to still get vaccinated. Mm. So, so people who are still experiencing those symptoms of long COVID, um, you are saying that taking the vaccine is, is still okay for them because I imagine there'd be a sense of fear as well when somebody is still feeling sick, even though it doesn't read as such from the results. No, no, the the the, the experts' um, views are clear mm. that it is still it would still be beneficial for them mm. to get the vaccine mm -hmm. uh, because also, like I said, there are new variants coming, mm. yes, yes, which may pose even a bigger challenge. And this um, the, this virus is potentially life threatening. Mm. And uh, any 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 kind of vaccine, even if you, we've got vaccines that we're looking at, that might not be as efficacious. Yes, but they still do improve our odds of protecting ourselves Immunity. against severe forms of. Of, of the of the of the disease, yes. I understand. All right, uh, Doc. Let's take some voice notes. Um, uh, there's a voice note coming through. Sure. Good afternoon, Sis Pimelo. It's me again, Swiso. Where is variant? Where is it based on? Do they know? Do they have data? If they have data, then they should make sure that there is no movement in that area. Then we can deal with an older uh, virus. I believe the current numbers, which are 2000 something uh, and active numbers, of obviously, we still have the old virus. Then let's use this AstraZeneca uh, for the older virus and 
wait for maybe Johnson and Johnson or whoever who may come and give us the uh, an effective vaccine. Thank you. I'm not sure if you understood the question, uh, Doctor Ngiti. Sure, 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 sure. No, I think I, I did. So, so the 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 important thing to note is that the the way the virus changes is a natural phenomenon. So it's not something that can be controlled in the lab. As you can imagine, that the virus will be in millions and millions of of bodies at any one point in time in in the entire world. And and the variant is not only in South Africa. So the way the virus is changing, it's completely on its own. So it's not possible to then um, prevent that from happening. It's actually something that happens naturally. But the idea is that we need to understand the kind of changes so that we can adapt quickly with vaccines that will be able to um, uh, address the challenges faced by, by those new variants. Hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to open the lines as well, uh, if you don't mind, uh, Doc. Sure. 011-714-2006. Uh, you can continue to also send those WhatsApp notes on 0614-104-107. We, we are hearing mess messages, and I'm not saying that you're the messenger, but w- with regards to Johnson & Johnson vaccines arriving, when do you think that this, this particular study uh, and efficacy study will be completed? No, so from from what we understood um, yesterday, the the latest findings that were presented have already been um, shared with SAPRA. So then SAPRA then needs to consider what they already had because the, the the application, had, from what we understand, was already um, uh, submitted oh, to SAPRA see. in January. Yes. So then there is now new findings. So they've ad- they're updating those documents. So um, it's not the the only thing that's holding us now from moving forward is that SAPRA needs to go through the documentation that's been provided and satisfy themselves that the evidence that's in front of them reflects what's really happened. And then from there, then they have to make the decision. And then the next step then will be, how do we make enough of that virus of the, of the vaccine um, to cover the needs uh, that we have? So the, there are those technicalities. But as far as the, the findings are concerned, if what was presented to us last night is what is, then then I think it's just a matter of, of time. Um, uh, we are hoping, because I know that I think even with the minister um, last night uh, had said that no SAPRA is, is on this um, as, as a high priority. So we, we remain very hopeful. Okay, let me take another voice note for you, Doc. Sure. Good day, Pimela. I just wanted you to ask your guest that since she's saying that uh, it can still be used, when will it be used? Who will it be used for? Uh, I'm asking this because of two reasons. One is that it expires in April, so clearly they must know by now when it's going to be used. And number two, there was no study done on people above uh, 40 years on this virus so other countries are not using it on people even above 65 so who will it be used on can she answer those questions directly dr Ngiti, the, the issue of age uh, and studies not being conducted on that uh, age bracket 65 and above yes no i think the 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 caller is is right mm. i think that has been raised by a lot mm. of countries as a concern that the efficacy of the vaccine is not as um, as, as promising when it comes to older uh, uh, patient groups. So um, what 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 we, we are basing our understanding on is based on what was presented by expect. But obviously, the final decision on which way we're going to go with the AstraZeneca that we already have, that we are waiting for a directive uh, from National. But I think the, as as far as the efficacy, um, uh, that is set up people at higher risk for severe disease. 
that was um, the the based on the the understanding uh, by Professor Madi when he did explain that the kind of immunity or immune system response that we have is designed such that it would still be effective in preventing um, severe disease. And then uh, that is the basis on which we are basing our own understanding. But I think the final way forward will follow um, the the deliberations that we are understanding are happening as we speak now um, at national level with the the experts and the minister. Another voice not coming through. Hi, Pumelo. Uh, Lois here. Pumelo, just one question. Uh, if we're saying there's a new variant in South Africa and uh, that means the AstraZeneca is not going to work, is the AstraZeneca going to work only in South Africa? What happens if a South African goes to a country where there's an, a virus, where they, they were vaccinated with AstraZeneca? Is it still going to protect them or are we just going to stay in a this loop uh, forever? Thank you, Loiso from Ranfonde. I wish I had Loiso because I'm not, I'm not sure I understood completely what he's asking. I don't know if you got it, Doc. So from what I understood, uh, the gentleman is asking whether the fact that we've got this variant that is mm. uh, this seems to be quite resistant to AstraZeneca, mm-hmm. uh, the fears that we've seen um, uh, that other countries are now uh, not allowing South Africans mm. to travel mm. there at the fear of mm. spreading the variant. So what's happening at the moment, as we've seen, that we are, there is what he's talking about is happening as we speak, because there are countries that yeah. have banned us from um, visiting because mm-hmm. of this concern. Mm-hmm. But I think on on the positive side is that there is all hands on deck because they understand that you, they can't contain this here forever. And so the, 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 the efforts are towards actually adapting existing vaccines so that they are able to then fight um, uh, assist us in actually fighting this new, this new variant. And also understanding that the variants are popping up everywhere. It's not just the South African one, but the South African one is unique in the sense that it, it, it's modified itself, that it's more transmissible. Um, therefore, it's, it's, it's easier to transmit from one person to another. And it has also found a way to evade uh, our immune system in some way, which um, most of the other variants haven't. But having this in South Africa now, um, you, you're going to have a similar situation elsewhere. So the, the approach is that we, the, the scientists are trying to actually work with the vaccine uh, that are actually going out into market now, some that are still in trial, some that are already out, adapting them so that they're able to fight um, these new variants, including the South African one. Thank you for your time. I'm sure we're going to be calling on you again very soon. I really appreciate the time you've given us. Thank you, Dr. Veli Lengiti, who's a public health medicine registrar at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Of course, these conversations will continue. So this is obviously not the very last of it, but we've got to finish it here now and go to the Kids Corner.